Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Stacey Begin. Praise God. I'm just going to pray and then we will get started. Father God, we just thank you that in these times of change and uncertainty that you are still God and that you're still in control. And Father God, I thank you that even though we're apart right now, that you're going to speak to us through your word. Father God, I just pray that each person receives something from your word today, Father God, that you would be glorified, that you would be lifted high, we pray. Amen. Awesome. It's been a bit of a weird week for me. <laughs> when Pastor Paul asked me to preach, uh, it, was a, it was a weird day. It was Tuesday and, and I'd been on a really long walk with Luke and there isn't much else to do at the moment, so I just go on really long walks. And um, I was listening to a podcast and uh, it was from Kingdom Faith Horsham. I listened to different music and podcasts, just varies every day. And um, one of the key words that came out was, God doesn't wait until we're ready. He waits until we are willing. So it's not my own little catchphrase, but it's definitely one worth sharing. God does not wait until we are ready. He waits until we are willing. And um, I've been in an interesting place. Um, usually I kind of think of my workplace as my mission field and it's where I, I have amazing conversations and I get to meet amazing people and I've, and I've shared Jesus along the way. But being at, working from home and then being a mum, I'm not at work. And I've really been kind of thinking, God, where's my mission place? Where's my place to share? Like, where can I share you? And um, that saying, God doesn't wait until we are ready. He waits until we are willing, kind of came to mind. I don't need to wait until I go back to work. I'll never be ready to share his word, you know, necessarily. I just need to be willing. And I, I said on my, I was walking around the bays on Tuesday and I said on my walk with God, okay, God, I'm willing. Wherever you call me, whatever, in this time before I go back to work, however you want me to share your word, to talk to people about Jesus, I'm willing. And then an hour later, I get a text <laughs> from Pastor Paul asking if I'd come and share the word on Sunday. And... If, you, if I was ever looking for a confirmation, that felt like it. Um, I still went running to my husband. Uh, I went up to his office and I was like, oh, Pastor Paul's next me. And I told him what happened on my walk. And I said, do you think that's it? He was like, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, he just, he's like, of course it is, Stacey. You know you can hear God, just do it. So that's why I'm here today. And I just, I just it was really, uh, I just thought that was really poignant to share, really. So this week is the first week of Advent. It's the start of the run-up for Christmas. I've got my Christmas jumper on. I've seen that many of you have been putting up your Christmas trees this weekend and uh, making your house all festive because what else is there to do? Um, and it's, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so this first week of Advent is about the candle, which we'd normally have over here. Obviously, we don't this year. And the first candle is the candle of hope. And that's kind of what I'm going to speak about today, that God is our hope so, as I always do, what is hope? You know, when you start thinking about a word for quite a while, you can kind of lose track, like, what does it mean? Um, you can, yeah, my, my mind can just get a bit muddled. So, one of the de dictionary definitions I found was, hope is to want something to happen or to be true, and usually have a good reason that it might. Another def definition from Google was a feeling of trust. And that is what hope is. Having hope in God is a feeling of trust. It's, no, it's hoping, it's trusting in what he said will happen, will happen. But hope in scripture isn't like the wishful thinking of worldly hope, people hoping that they'll get what they want from their partner for Christmas or children hoping that they'll get the, the presents that they want from Father Christmas. It's not like that. We aren't wishing upon a star. We aren't putting our, tru our trust in something that we're not sure about. 
When we're hoping and putting our hope in God, we are putting our trust and our expectation in the almighty God, in the all-being God. And that's powerful. That's really powerful if we can put our hope in God. There's been a lot of talk about hope in the news as well. Um, there's been hope of infection levels going down. You know, there's been really positive news of vaccinations and different success levels. And there's been hope that vaccination, vaccination will start before Christmas and be finished before this time. And, you know, and then there's hope of being placed in lower tiers and getting inf you know, virus, um, infection levels down. And hope of some kind of normal Christmas. But that isn't where we need to put our hope. We can find ourselves putting our hope in the medical officers, in the government, in the things we see in the news. We're looking for hope. We're, people out there, the world, is looking for something to hold on to, a light at the end of the tunnel. And, yeah, there's been some good news this week, but generally, the news, the media, it isn't great for giving us hope. There's tragic statistics every day of people infected and tragic death tolls, and some days you can just find yourself not wanting to look at the news at all because it's not really a place of hope. So where is our hope? Our hope is in Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, that he has freed us from death and that we have eternal life. Our hope is in him. Our hope is in our salvation. Our hope is in our freedom that comes from becoming a disciple of Jesus and being freed and being healed and the relationships that we find in that. And it's all found in Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. And that's where we need to put our focus. In Colossians, it says, To them who God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. The hope that we will be glorified, that we will be on that new heaven and that new earth with Jesus. Ephesians 1, 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his, of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. We have got a hope in Jesus, a hope of salvation and a hope of being restored. Um, I'm just going to read the verses from the um, Advent ring again. Um, this is from Isaiah 60. Jerusalem, stand up, shine. Your new day is dawning. The glory of the Lord shines brightly on you. The earth and its people are covered with darkness, but the glory of the Lord is shining with you. Nations and kings will come to the light of your dawning day. Will come to the light of Jesus. Such powerful words. I'm just going to spit out a few scriptures and then hopefully um, tie it all together. Um, in Hebrews 10, verse 23, it says... So we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Um, it can also be translated as faithful is the one who sent us this message of hope. We can cling tightly to the word of Jesus, to the promises of Jesus in this time. We can, we've got something to look forward to, guys. We've got Christmas and everyone's excited to be in their bubbles. I can't wait to see people that I haven't seen since last year because of my family live in Essex that's some hope but my hope is in Jesus my hope is in in salvation my hope is in that God will bring us forward that where we're going is better than where we've been so as a people of hope we are to radiate the joy of the Lord and we're to be bold in our faith we can share that hope with the world and Christmas is such a perfect time to share the hope of Jesus. It's an opportunity to talk to Jesus, to talk about Jesus, to our neighbours, our friends, about hope. And this year, 
it just feels like there's more opportunities. You know, we've uh, through lockdown when we were out clapping originally um, on our doorsteps. You know, lots of us got to know neighbours and got to know people in our communities that we hadn't known before. People have valued relationships and that interaction with people. And actually, this is such an amazing time to build on that, to share that hope, but also to live out that hope. It's a time to tell people that there's a greater, greater hope than what they have right now. And to just, yeah, just to share with people. I was thinking about this, um, and it, a lot of it can be about, can help with our attitude and how we um, position ourselves. And I want to ask you, ask you, are you a glass half full kind of person or a half empty? What is your perspective? Because I feel like God's saying to us, we've got to be people who are, our glass is half full. We've got to be positive. We've got to be optimistic. Better things are coming. We need to be that positivity in the world right now and sharing that with people. Um, I, I saw really, it's really funny, a bit of a weird analogy, but um, I drink a lot of squash because I drink a lot at the moment because I'm breastfeeding. And um, I love squash. And if you get super concentrated squash, just one drop in that glass of water will not only change the taste, but it will change the colour. And actually, that's what we can be in our, in our workplaces, in our environments, in our communities. Just one, one of us with our hope and with Jesus shining that light so brightly, just living out him and maybe speaking to people, but just living out Jesus can completely change the atmosphere, can change how something looks. It can change how, how you know, it can change an environment like that. Just your positivity, your sharing Jesus, your you know, living, walking closely with Jesus can change everything. And... Yeah, I hope you get something from that. We just need to, it's about daily choosing, making a choice, being intentional to choose Jesus over what we see in the world, to choose looking forward to the goal ahead of us, then the goal next week or next month, to have that focus on him. Um, in Matthew 5, um, verse 13 to 16, I'll just read this. You are like salt for everyone on earth. But if salt no longer tastes like salt, how can it make food salty? All it is good for is to be thrown out and walked on. You are like light for the whole world, a city built on top of a hill that cannot be hidden. And no one would light a lamp and then put it under a clay pot. A lamp is placed on a lampstand where it can give light to everyone in the house. Make your light shine so that others will see the good that you do and will praise your Father in heaven. This is a time to take off the clay pots, to to come out of our houses in a safe way <laughs> and to share Jesus with people, to, make, to pray for those conversations, to pray for those encounters. God doesn't wait until we're ready. You might not feel like you've got anything to share. You might not feel good enough. I felt like that Tuesday morning. <laughs> but God doesn't wait until we're ready. He waits until we are willing. It's a time to be willing, church. Are you ready? to step out where God calls you to this season. I really believe that as I was praying this week, God was speaking to me, I really believe that there's some amazing opportunities coming up in these next four weeks up to Christmas to share our faith with people, to talk, to, to live out our faith in our communities. Are you willing? None of us are ready. None of us have got it all together. You know, we all have bad days. I have some days where I just don't think I'm going to get out of the house because Luke wakes up very much, a lot in the night. But I'm... It's not about me being ready. It's about being willing. Are you willing, church? It can be interesting living in lockdown, can't it? I know we're coming to the end, but 
you know, we're still going to be living in restrictions going forward. Are we counting the days till this next thing happens, till we can get into our Christmas bubbles, till we can hear whether we're going down a tier or changing? Or are we making the days count? Are you thinking, today is a day. Yes, okay, I'm in lockdown, I'm in restrictions, I can't meet people inside. Jesus, what can you do with today? How can I share your hope, your joy, your love, your peace today? Stop counting the days, but make the days count. You know, we don't know anybody who doesn't need to know more about Jesus. Even the people in this room. You're a wonderful, spirit-filled people. And me. None of us don't, none of us know enough about Jesus. We all need to know more about Jesus. There's no one who isn't in need of Jesus. God might, you know, these opportunities, I firmly believe they'll come up this month. If you pray, if you ask, um, they might not look like you want them to look like. They might not look like what you think they're going to look like. I prayed on Tuesday, and since then, I've had, I've encountered so many people. I've been walking around delivering Advent packs or driving around, and um, I've been, you know, just going about my week, and I have seen so many people this week that I haven't seen in a long time. I've seen more people than I normally see on my walks in Scarborough, and I've had some amazing conversations because I'm willing. And may, may you know, you praying be willing too. So this, you know, it might not be just this in this time coming up. It might not be just, you know, sharing. It might look like you know sharing the Bible with someone, giving someone a book about Jesus, or talking about Jesus. It might be talking about you, your biggest problems, your the things that test you become your testimony. It might just be sharing your story, because Jesus is in your story, um, and yeah, sharing that. Something in you that has brought hope or change. You know, we've all got reasons, things to share about. You know, we're all Christians. Whether you grew up in a Christian family or not, you've all got a testimony. You've all got things to share, things that have happened. Um, so think about what is your story? What could you share with people? I am not from a Christian family, as a lot of you may know. And um, my testimony is a bit different. and I, um, I kept on bumping into... I used to go boxing when I was a young person, like I said, 11, with a youth group. And I went boxing every Friday night, and eventually it stopped. But the woman who used to take me boxing, she was lovely, but we lost contact. And God does this thing, you know. I just bump into her in the most random places with my mum when I was younger. Uh, my mum didn't really know who she was. It wasn't like she knew her from around... And um, we just bump into her and she'd go, oh, Stacey, I keep, I don't forget about you. I don't forget about you. And she was just, she was just her. She didn't say anything in particular, but there was something about her that I was attracted to. And about two years later, I just bumped into her in the supermarket with my mum. And she was like, oh, we're going away. We're going on a youth holiday. You need to come on this youth holiday. And I mean, she was just the woman who took me boxing. I was like, okay. Uh, and she happened to have a leaflet on her at that time and she gave me a leaflet about this youth holiday and I didn't know that it was a Christian holiday I didn't know, didn't really know much about God at that time um, but I went on this Christian holiday because this woman prayed for me she just, and she, she prayed for me and, she, and then she'd bump into me in the most random places and she didn't let go of me for a few years and you know, God, it isn't always what it looks like. It isn't always straight away. God doesn't always give opportunities straight away. This was over a period of two, three years. She prayed for me and just kept on bumping into me, uh, going about our lives. And eventually, 
I took her up on her offer and I went to this youth holiday and I became a Christian. And my life has changed ever since. But she was willing and she just lived her life. She wasn't, you know, being talking about the Bible all the time or, you know, trying to get me along to Bible study classes. She might have, I don't remember it, to be honest. But she just lived her life and she just loved on me. And that's why I'm here today. So it's really, it just shows if you're willing what can happen. Yeah, it's been an interesting time. As I said, I've been doing a lot of walking with Luke. Um, I have to go out at least once a day. Um, I climb the walls at home. I drive John crazy if I don't go out and go for a long walk. Um, and actually, it's been really interesting. I don't know if anyone else has seen this, because I know a lot of us have been going out more. I have seen more rainbows over Scarborough in the last three, four months than ever before. The guys in my house church will know, because I send pictures of them, um, or I bombard John with pictures of them. <laughs> Amazing, beautiful, strong rainbows. Not just one rainbow, sometimes double rainbows. And obviously, I know there's a science to it and reason why they happen. But it just, God spoke to me through that and reminded me of his promises through those rainbows. God is a God of his word and he always fulfills his word. And like he used the rainbows in the Old Testament of a sign of his promise, I felt like he was reminding me, you know, we will get through this. You're not on your own, Stacey. You know, it's been a really interesting time being pregnant in lockdown. Lots of you didn't even see me with a bump because I was at home all the time. It was difficult, but God was reminding me of his promises, that he is a God, a good God who never gives up on us. And yes, like I said, there's these hopes and these things that are coming in the news and it's all really good. But ultimately, Jesus is that hope. He is the ultimate promise of redemption, of salvation, of freedom. And yeah, it's just an awesome opportunity. It's such an awesome time to talk about Jesus. And, you know, Christmas is the reason for the season, isn't it? <laughs> and Jesus is that reason. And more people are searching and wanting to know more than ever before. And, you know, people might say, oh, is your church doing a Christmas service this year? Well, yeah, we are, just not how you expect it. And people can come along. We can share that YouTube link. It's so easy just to send it in a message to someone and just say, well, you can tune in if you want. You know, you can do Christmas, the reason for Christmas at home with your family. Um, there's so many opportunities. Our words need to be seasoned with salt. They need to be good words. And that's something to think, you know, as we share Jesus, as we live out Jesus, are we going, oh, we've seen the infection rates have gone up again. Have you seen that Scarborough's the second highest in the country? Or we go in, things aren't great, but isn't, isn't, you know, there is hope. Isn't there God good? Like, and, and isn't Jesus, Jesus is our ultimate hope, isn't he? And just, just being aware of what comes out of our mouths, because it affects our mood, it affects our day, but also, is it glorifying Jesus? Yeah, as I said, it's been a tough journey, this last few months. It's not been easy at all being in isolation. Um, because I was pregnant when lockdown started, um, I was asked by my work to isolate. They wouldn't let me come to work. I had to work from home. Um, I'm an extrovert. I love being with people. I love talking to people. Um, working in a room with a computer for five months was not my idea of fun, let me tell you that. It's not been easy. I had morning sickness till 22 weeks. Um, and uh, some days were really hard just to get out of bed. Um, unfortunately, me and John, um, we were pregnant with twins and I lost a twin during this time. Um, 
And yeah, it was really difficult. And there was a time where I felt like I was losing hope. It was a time where I couldn't see that light at the end of the tunnel. I was at home all the time. Um, John was great. It was amazing spending time with him. It was absolutely awesome. I have got, I really will treasure those months with John. But none of my friends were there to really support me. No one could come and give me a hug. I love a hug. Can't wait to hug you all. Um, none of them were there to be able to be that support, apart from they'd come and they'd sit on the boundary wall of my house and we'd talk from the front door. But it was really difficult. But um, the Bible is full of promises and full of God's word of hope. And I just took hold of some Bible verses during that time and I held on to them. And I held on to that hope. And I'm here now. Things are amazing. Um, Luke's really healthy. And, you know, it's really, um, it's, we're navigating lockdown still. But there is, I've got such a great support network around me. Um, but more, ultimately, I've got Jesus. And he's that person that I go running to when I feel like I'm having a bad day. He's that person that is helping me through with the sleepless nights when all you want to do is go back to bed, but there's a baby that needs playing with and needs lots of giggles. <laughs> Jesus is that hope. And that's what we need to hold on to. In fact, this, this word, the Bible, is just absolutely full of God's promises. It's full of amazing Bible verses that you can hold on to, that you can pray over your life, that you can speak over for your life. You know, one of them that just comes to mind from Joshua is, yet for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Um, just little things that you can take and speak over your life because it has power. And trust me, just doing something like that can change your day. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what doing that can do, what, can, what it can do, what it can change. So back to sharing our hope again. It isn't, like I said, it isn't just about um, share, reading, sharing the Bible with people. Yes, that's really important. But like I said, it's about being that hope. Um, I have a really good work friend and she's had a really tough time as well. She lives by herself um, and then she's at work quite a lot and um, her job isn't easy. And I... Um, put lots of pictures of Instagram of Luke and that might not seem like much I'm just one of those people that's spamming everyone with baby pictures I'm really sorry guys our house church get it even worse I don't think a day goes past where me and John don't send a photo um, really sorry um, but I'm just sharing my joy sharing my baby um, in a safe way um, and I send pictures to my work friend quite often just like hope saying like hope you're having a good day and things like that and I don't think much of it if anything, it's me being a bit proud. Um, but I met her, with, met, met her for a walk not too long ago. And we went for a socially distanced walk. And she was, it was amazing. She said, you don't know how much of a difference seeing those pictures of Luke and hearing from you makes to my day. All I'm doing is sending photos of my utterly gorgeous baby. <laughs> but it's making a difference. And, it's, and you know, I kept her updated throughout the pregnancy. And I went into labour on her birthday, which is also really crazy. Um, but sending her messages and telling her what was going on, she said, Stacey, it's just changed my day. It's given me so much joy in this time. And when I'm at home alone or when I'm at work and things aren't great, you've absolutely, you've been amazing. You've been so helpful to me. I've not said anything in particular. Um, God's done something. Glory to God. Uh, praise God. He, she, it's made a huge difference. And, you know, since then, we've had amazing conversations that day. Went for a walk and she said, Stacey, I just wish I could believe in God like you do and we're not there yet I wish I could say and on that bench she gave her life to Jesus and you know she's walking with God now we're not there yet but we're on our way and I'm praying for her and there's amazing conversations um, and I'm just being me 
That's all it is, church. Just live out Jesus. And, things, and if you're willing, if you're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, amazing things can happen. All you need to do is be willing. Just to take that first step. It's that taking that trust in God. It can be really scary sometimes. Trust, but that first step, all it needs is that one invite. I had that invite from my friend Amanda to church, uh, to this Christian holiday, and that was the start of it. 13, 13 years later, I'm walking with Jesus, and you know, I have a family, and it's amazing. But I would not be here today if that person had not invited me, had not said, do you fancy coming along to this? And you know, it might not be that you can do that face-to-face in these times, but you can send people messages, let them know that you're thinking of them. All it takes is one thing, and a, a humongous chain reaction can happen. So how do we do that? Well, we need to pray. We need to pray for boldness to share, whether it's face-to-face or online, and pray for someone. It might be that um, this just happens in the next few weeks with your, in, kind of around you, in like people who you are kind of close to, or it might be that God lays someone on your heart. I really believe that if you pray for, ask for someone, God will give you someone to pray for. And you might already be praying for someone, in which case that is awesome. But pray for that person. Make an effort in these next four weeks up to Christmas for those opportunities to share. To share Jesus and to live his light and be a positive engagement for someone. You know, it could even just be if you see someone regularly at the shops, that could change their day. It could, yeah, you just don't know the difference that you're going to make. And that's really difficult sometimes. I'm a results-based person. I like fixing things. And I like knowing what the outcome is. I like being able to quantify things. I like numbers and figures. And we don't, always, we don't get numbers and figures. We're not going to know until we are in glory with Jesus the true effect of some of our actions. We just need to trust that the one who promised is faithful, that God is faithful. And as we're, it was amazing this morning because I was being able to be in here and worship with the um, band and just kind of pray as the guys were worshipping. And... Um, as I was walking up and down in the building, I was remember I saw the um, frame up on the wall over there, um, which says, "Yet yeah, because of your shameless audacity," and that's Luke eleven eight. And um, in my Bible, I will just read it. Um, he said, "It's talking about um, knocking on someone's door and asking for bread. He may not get up and give you the bread because you're just his friend, but he will get up and give you as much as you need, simply because you are not ashamed to keep on asking." Let's not be ashamed to keep on asking God, to keep on praying, to keep on seeking, because things don't always happen immediately. It was three years that woman had been praying for me and bumping into me randomly before I became a Christian. Um, Let's not be ashamed to keep on asking, to keep on praying. Um, God gave me a word um, a few years ago now, when I was at Bible college, about my mum. I know she's probably watching today down in Essex, so hi mum. God gave me a word about my mum when I was at Bible college and I remember it to this day I was out in the fields um, at Roffey Place and I wrote it down in my, um, in my notebook and I wrote down the scriptures that God said and I started praying for my mum and it was five months later that I met my mum at a conference at Horsham and my mum told me she'd become a Christian and she wasn't interested in God before that but God gave me a word and I prayed and it's amazing so sometimes it might be three years sometimes it might be five months sometimes you might not know there's still people that I'm praying for every day who, aren't, um, who haven't become Christians yet, who haven't made that decision to follow Jesus. But I'm going to keep on praying and I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to be 
um, I'm going to pray with audacity. I'm going to pray daily for them. Um, Carrying on in the book of Luke, verse 33. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a clay pot. A lamp is put on a lampstand so that everyone who comes into house can see the light. Your eyes are the lamp for your body. When your eyes are good, you have all the light you need. But when your eyes are bad, everything is dark. So be sure that light isn't darkness. If you have light and nothing is dark, then light shines everywhere when a lamp shines brightly on you. Let your light shine this Christmas. Let your light shine into your neighbourhoods, into your friends, and pray for those opportunities. Just to love on people, to speak with people, and for Jesus to take control. We can't do this. It isn't any... There are some amazing books you can read and ways to talk about Jesus. But without God, none of it will happen. Without the Holy Spirit and his power, none of it will happen. Because we can just pray that God works for us. We are his vessels. Um, I was looking at lots of different Bible verses about hope um, whilst I was preparing. And um, one of them took me to the book of Job. Um, It's not one that I've read a lot. I have read it. my husband, for some reason, always, used, always seems to come out with funny um, quotes from the book of Job. But in Job 13, something which is not funny, but um, might speak to us here, it says, Surrender to your heart to God. Turn to him to, in prayer and give, your sin, give up your sins, even those you do in secret. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. How amazing, church. What if we were people who were confident and fearless? Your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge and your darkest night will become brighter than noon. You will rest safe and secure filled with hope and empty of worry. He will sleep without fear and be greatly respected. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to him to prayer and give up your sins. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. That's, it just, it's amazing. I could just carry on reading it because there's so much in it. Let's be confident and fearless. Trusting in God, holding on to that hope and looking for those opportunities, praying for those opportunities. It was great um, when I, I checked the chat um, halfway through the worship and I saw what Karina put and I was just like, I did like a little happy dance. Like, come on, Jesus, because that's exactly it. We need to be sharing with our neighbourhoods the goodness of Jesus. So thanks for that, Karina. It was really encouraging. Praise God. So yeah, this is a season of hope. This Christmas season, this Advent, let's ask God to share the only hope because he won't disappoint. He's, it's not always like we expect. God doesn't always work how we think we're going to work. In fact, often he doesn't. But God works and God always moves. Worship team, if you could come up, that'd be great. So to wrap up, I want us to worship God. Um, And this song, we're going to sing Build Your Kingdom here. Um, It's a chance to make a declaration to God, to state your intention, to ask for opportunities to to share Jesus this Advent season as we build up to Christmas. To maybe, maybe you want to pray for a fresh and filling of his spirit to do this work through you. Um, it's going to be, the, I'm just going to read some of the lyrics um, whilst the team's set up. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray, unveil while we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We Everyone watching, we are your church and we need your power in us. Are you willing this Christmas, this Advent season? Are you willing to be used by God to be his mouthpiece? Is this a ch- are you going to take hold of this opportunity and see what God does with it? I really hope you do. 
So that's worship, that's pray. There's lots to reflect on in that. Um, And yeah, amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.